This is Broken Pieces, a Mosaic Chapel podcast created to inspire people on their personal journeys in life. I'm your host, Dave Carr, and on this show, we'll be discussing concepts that help people live their lives to the fullest, which includes connecting personally with God and all of humanity. I'm here again today with Morgan Jones, lead pastor of Mosaic Chapel in Leeds. And today we want to hop into a deeper discussion on how does Mosaic view church, what makes Mosaic different, and what are some of the key messages that really embody the organization of Mosaic. So uh, with that, uh, Morgan, do you want to do a quick intro for those who may not have been able to tune in to episode one or may not know you well? Yeah. So my name is Morgan Jones, uh, and I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic. We went on this endeavor to start a new church in Leeds recently, and it's been really fun so far. It's been um, it's been a roller coaster so far already, <laughs> trying to find a location to meet in, and all the great and fantastic things that happens when you first start an organization. Uh, but we're really looking forward to being in the community, serving in the community, and doing church uh, the way Mosaic does church. Awesome. Well, and that is exactly what we want to talk about today is what is it about Mosaic that's a little bit different? Um, So, you know, traditionally, I mean, I think myself and a lot of other people kind of view church, uh, you know, there's the traditional church, there's contemporary churches, there's church where you come in and there's three songs, a sermon, and then everybody leaves. What is it about Mosaic that is different uh, when you sort of compare it to those other models? And what does that mean for those who want to be a part of the organization? Yeah. So, you know, we have a really good example, uh, biblically speaking, of what church should be. And so when you dive in through Scripture and kind of pull out all the things that church should be, we've found three things that pops out over and over about what church should be. One is celebration. Man, to just give God thanks for everything that he's done, to worship him, to join together with other people and to to give God praise. Number two is regeneration. So we want the lost to be saved for them, for the gospel to be preached and those that don't know Jesus to become a Christian. And number three is for implementation. So when we read the Bible, we, we read a lot of things that God says that we should do or shouldn't do, right? Mm. And a lot of people look at God that way, man. God's just a a being up in heaven that says, do this and don't do that. What's a lot more to it than that, a relationship with him is not just do this or don't do that. There's a lot of loving kindness, grace that you can experience from God. And so we want to take what's written in the Bible and make that to where we can implement it into our life to give practical action steps. So those three things to us is what church should be, celebration, regeneration, and then implementation. Well, I think that's a really interesting way of looking at church. And I mean, it's certainly different, I guess, than your traditional models. Um, so without getting really deep into the nuts and bolts and telling us, you know, how many songs, and <laughs> what type of message, um, but tell us a little more around specifically what is the perspective of Mosaic of, of church? Yes. Yeah, so when you come to Mosaic, you're going to hear songs. We're going to sing worship songs. We may do some hymns, Apostle Creed, that kind of stuff. You're going to hear a message. Um, but biblically speaking, I mean, Jesus had a great example of what church should look like. 
And so this is, think about it, this is before he was crucified and raised from the dead. So this is a pre-Christian world. And so what he did, he went to temple. He went to the temple, the synagogue, and he taught from the scriptures. But it didn't stop there. Most of, of Jesus' ministry was actually in the community with his disciples where they were at. So Jesus didn't find Peter in the temple. He found Peter on the boat because he was fishing. And so our goal and our desire as a church is to not just have church within four walls, to have church in a church building or a a place of worship, but to be in the community. And so when we serve at a a homeless ministry in Birmingham or we're handing out food for, um, you know, the, the program that sends food home with kids. To us, that's an act of doing ministry. That's an act of service. That's an act of of church. We are the body of Christ helping the community in areas they need help in. I think that's such an interesting concept too, because I, I love what you, you mentioned there around, you know, before Jesus was crucified and what church meant. I mean, I think all of us today have our own personal views shaped by, you know, modern society of what church should be. And it should be you know, four walls and stained glass windows and, and hymns and things like that. And I, I love this idea of, you know, being entrenched in, in the community. And, and I know we've talked a little bit about missional communities. Um, and as I understand it, that, I mean, that is a huge focus of Mosaic Chapel, right, is to be a missional community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's our desire, really, uh, is is to be in the community, but, you know, church over the years has changed. What we see the first century church, they met at the table and the temple. Mm. So they met in their homes. They had food together. They had meals together. They did life together. And they also went to the temple. And so over a period of, of years, hundreds of years, church became something different. And so you had the priest that would read scripture out of Latin or Greek, whatever the the high language was of the day. And so the common people didn't even have their own Bibles to interpret Scripture and to read. And so over after the Reformation in the 1600s, a church changed a little bit. And so it was pretty much the same to what we would call now traditional services. Church was like that for a few hundred years. And then modern technology came along, and in the 80s, the 70s, the Jesus movement came. And so that changed a lot. And then in the 80s and 90s, technology and modern worship music came in. And so church became not traditional sense anymore with stained glass windows and pews, but then lights and fog machines and all this, like an <laughs> yep. entertainment value. And yep. there's nothing wrong with that. Like no. I love that as much as the next person. But what we're seeing now is it's it's 2019, and there's a guy named Kanye West. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. I think it maybe once or twice. And so uh, we realize that church, once again, is, is at this turning point. And so what we're seeing with Kanye's Sunday services is that they're often outside or in a different venue than a church. And if you watch any of the videos, his kids are running around. There's kids running in and out of the choir. It's more of a family-centric service than it is for entertainment value or traditional setting. So it's crazy to think that someone who's so popular in modern culture is helping make the turn 
of the church to a new era. And right. I think we're stepping into a new era of church. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think that one of the interesting things, uh, you know, from what I've seen in, in that movement is, you know, because Kanye is in the, the public light, that it is attracting and touching a totally different group of people than what we would think of in, in traditional church. Um, and I think that that concept is really interesting. And again, you mentioned the table to the temple and, and how all those things come together. You know, I've heard many pastors and, and different pastors, people in my life have said, hey, you need to be in the world and not of the world. And that's kind of a big church thing to say, hey, you, you do have to live in the world, but you don't need to be of the world. And so people like Kanye West and, and other people who, uh, quote unquote, celebrity pastors are showing church and showing organized religion another way of doing life. And so it's walking with people in their personal journey that may look completely different than any other time in history. Yet, once again, remember, this is a new day and age. Technology is changing things. Culture is constantly changing. And so I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Mosaic as we continue uh, at this turn that the church is making. I'm glad that we get to plan a church right in the middle of this this change in history. Yeah. It's going to be something to, to look back on for years, for sure. I think that's so exciting. And I've heard you talk a little bit about 2170 as well. And I, and I just have to bring that up because you talk about looking back in history Um, but do you want to talk real quick about the vision of 2170 and what that means in terms of the past, the present, and then what's the future? Yeah. So here in the South, there's churches everywhere that were founded in the 1800s, the early 1900s. And so my heart's desire and our group is to plant a church, to start a church with a solid foundation that is around in 2170, 150 years from now. And I would love nothing better than for there to be a group of people, many, many people, possibly in different states, different campuses, um, that come together to celebrate what a small group of people did in a small town in Alabama. And so that, I mean, it's just a huge to think about, right? that there could be global impact from what 30 or 40 people sat down to originally do. But, you know, I I say this all the time, and I love the scripture in Proverbs. It says that that we can have plans, yet it's the Lord who directs their steps. Mm. And so what what I'm asking our team to do is, hey, we can plan all we want, but let's be open to the direction that God is leading us to. God's never going to lead us astray. So as we're planning our services, as we're planning our missional communities and our small groups, as we're planning outreach, we want everything to be centered around, is this what God wants us to do? Is this the direction that God is leading us in? And I know that if we follow in his steps, we'll never go wrong. We'll always be in the right direction. Right. And you said something earlier on the same note around journeys, and you mentioned personal journeys. So I know from mosaic standpoint sort of big three big key messages which are personal journeys blended environment growing souls what does that mean not only just in terms of how that embodies mosaic as a whole but what what of that impacts sunday morning so we want sunday morning our goal is to make sunday morning a place that no matter where you're at on your christian journey or maybe you're not even a christian 
we want Sunday morning experience to be applicable to your life. So I've been in church services before that were so deep in theology and so deep in like you almost have to have a a bible a seminary degree to understand what the pastor's talking about right and there are definitely places to take people deeper but we want our church to be a place that even if you're an atheist you don't believe in god and you walk through the doors even if you don't give your life to christ that day you're going to walk away with an with something to apply to your life and your life will be better So something I've been thinking about, Jesus, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, he's still the most influential person who's ever walked on the face of the earth. There's no one else that's had more influence. I mean, you can, Gandhi, Buddha, Hitler, I mean, good and bad on the spectrum, right? Jesus Christ by far was the most influential person. And so if we can take his life principles, the things that he taught, the biblical application of that, and put it in our lives and live in that way, your life will be better hands down. And so that's our goal as a church is to take the things that Jesus taught and make them to where you can implement them into your life, knowing that your life's going to be better. Well, Morgan, thanks so much again for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, really enjoyed this. This is one of many episodes that we're going to have coming up. So definitely, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, do that now. And we look forward to seeing all of you back on the next episode.